Welcome to The Haunted Ride, a paranormal and spiritual podcast. I'm your host, Melissa, and thank you so much for joining me today. So I hope you have your tea and your snacks. I hope you're having an amazing day or an amazing night, wherever you are, whenever you hear this episode. I just hope you're enjoying yourself and enjoying your time. We have some business to discuss, so let's jump into that before we get into the actual episode. This month, we have received the most downloads we've ever gotten. We are, I think, three downloads away from 4,000. I am just, I cannot thank you guys enough. I just really appreciate everyone's support. I really appreciate everybody listening to the podcast. I mean, when we first started this podcast, it was a little shaky with the editing. I'm going to be honest. (laughs) There was a lot of questions that I had, a lot of things that I wasn't sure of yet. I have grown through this podcast. and. I appreciate you guys for growing with me and sticking with me through all of that and continuously coming back. So continue to subscribe to the show, rate and review it if you have an extra second. Now, our Patreon is going to be changing. I've actually been working on these changes here for the last month. Actually, that's a lie. I've been working on one of them for the last six months when I magically woke up in the middle of the night. It was like, hey, I should do that. The changes that are going to be going on is right now, If you pay the $2 tier, you get a shout out, a thank you message, deleted episode bits, and the weekly card reading, which might be an oracle card, a tarot card, or an energy reading if I share it in Patreon. What I've realized is there's no real difference between the $2 tier and the $5 tier besides the bonus episode, and I want to sort of rectify that. The $5 tier will also get something called Little Bits of Magic. Little Bits of Magic means Anything that's spiritually based, anything like that, I'll be sharing pictures of my crystals, why I picked that crystal, how I got that crystal, the energetic properties of the crystal. I'll share energy readings. We will also be sharing sort of like a spiritual transcript. (laughs) Um, I have a new spirit who's come into my life. Actually, I will be partially discussing her on this episode. She is willing to allow me to write down things that she will say to me, and I want to share those items with you guys because she's very well-spoken. She is from a very older time, but she's done a lot of healing in herself, and so because of that, she has a lot of wisdom and a lot of knowledge, and she's really been helping me, and I feel like a lot of people could also be helped by what she has to say. So that will also be under Little Bits of Magic. So Saturday, I think I just shared Katabanish article under Little Bits of Magic, talked about the Dark Moon, talked about how to do a very simplistic banishing ritual. Also, the $5 tier is going to get personal card readings. I'm going to ask the people who are in that tier some questions. If they respond back that week, then we'll do a personal tarot card reading for them. I will also be adding tarot card readings to the website as a service, probably closer to Halloween, to be honest with you, when that'll be up. And the last thing that I will be adding is a audio drama called When Darkness Screams. And then the very, very last thing that I'll talk to you guys about, sorry, this was so long, is 
We are very quickly approaching our 50th episode, and I'm so excited. We're also very quickly approaching our one-year anniversary. Because this is going to be in Halloween, it is going to be our 50th, and it is going to be our one year. I am totally going to blow this up and do everything I can. I know in Discord, I do have like a little channel where people can suggest ideas for the 50th episode, sort of finanza. I also want to possibly do some sort of like live group reading or live group assistance when it comes to spirituality and things like that. I still have to work that stuff out but I am looking to do that. So we have a bunch of different things that are happening, a bunch of different things that are going on, and I am super excited. Now that we've covered everything, <laughs> even though it's taken quite a while, today's episode is going to combine both the paranormal and the spiritual. I'm going to share two instances where my new ancestral spirits have creeped me the fuck out. <laughs> so including trying to forcibly tell me, as the title of this episode says, to go to bed. We're going to listen to a quick promo, and then we'll get into the actual episode. Talk to you guys in a couple seconds. This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to bigheadsmedia.com for more great podcasts. Hi, I'm Angela Lovell. I'm a psychic, an empath, indigo child, and a witch. And my name is Ryan Singer. I'm a stand-up comedian, paranormal investigator, and an empath. And our podcast is called This Is Where the Magic Happens. Yeah, we walk you through the paranormal, witchcraft, how to get in touch with your spirit guides, how to astral project, and be the most magical you you can be. And there's a lot of cat talk. A lot of cats. Uh, but most of all, we want you to know this, this shit, shit is, is real. real. All right, and we're back. I hope that you enjoyed the promo. Let's first talk about why I have ancestral spirits before we get into what they did. <laughs> I typically work with my past lives and I work with deities. I normally don't work really with my ancestral spirits. Reason being is because when you call in ancestral spirits, your hope is that the only ones that will come through are ones that have healed. Now, the thing is, the definition of healing is varied. They may have healed from the things that have happened in that life, but if they didn't heal from things that happened in a life before, then they can still come through and be like, hey, I'm going to come help you and then help you, but not be right for you. The whole reason why this came up is my deities slash spirit guides slash past lives, the energies that I was working with, turned around and said to me, hey, you need to bring in your ancestral spirits. And I was like, but I really don't want to. <laughs> I And I didn't. You have to understand when you bring in your ancestral spirits, they don't work the same way as your guides do. Your spirit guides and everything, like they're trying to help you right now. They're trying to help you right now. They're trying to help you get to your higher consciousness. They're trying to help you grow. They're trying to help you succeed. They're trying to help you move forward. When you deal with your past lives, a lot of times they're trying to help you from having a mistake that they had before or show you why you struggle with that mistake. They're trying to clear out that bad past karma for you and bring in better karma for you. So that's kind of where they come in. Deities just kind of come down to be like, hey, yo, I'm here. And they give you a variety of different things. They talk to you about a variety of different things, but all of these things are here to help you. When you work with ancestral spirits, you are working with them to heal your mind like your familial line. That's what you're working on. That 
means you go through a lot of pain. So I just, I had enough pain going on right then and there. I didn't want to add more pain. But my DAs turned around and came in and said, hey, look, you do really need to do this. And you have so many other things that we want you to get into. They are wanting me to really, really, truly like progress and like own my abilities and my power and sort of unite both sides of myself. Now, the way that you call in these spirits is the same way that I always tell you guys you can call in any spirit. Just ask them to come to you. When I did this, finally, and I finally agreed, there, there was something that happened and I came back home after the hurricane and I sat down and I was like, yeah, I, I, I need to call them in. I can't put this off any longer. It does need to happen. I agreed to it and I will call them in. The first thing I did was just work on getting myself together. I meditated. I just really looked at like how I was feeling, how I was doing, so that when I pull in this other energy, I, I know where I'm at. And then finally, I want to say Tuesday, Wednesday, somewhere during the nighttime, I just took a candle, like a regular old candle, lit it, and said, I call in my ancestors. And that was it. You don't have to do it that way. But I think the whole reason of why I actually used a candle in the first place was just to have additional light. I have my own light. I am calling you in through lightness. Thursday, I meditated. I had a really interesting meditation session. I had a whole bunch of things happen. It was very, very interesting. And it was a lot about healing. That's what all of that week had been was just healing. Anytime I did a meditation, it was just about healing. And I, and I needed healing myself too. And I knew that from some of the things that were going on. I turn around and I keep hearing this voice kind of throughout the day. It's not the energies I was working with before, but I don't really know who it is. I come home and I had an interview that day with Drew from Ghost Train Podcast. If you've never heard of that podcast or if you've never listened to it, I highly recommend it. He's really great. My portion of it will go out on, I believe, October 11th had a great interview. He's talking to me and sharing with me some of his experiences and they involve the old hack. And, and that's all I'll say for that. You'll have to listen to the rest of it on the 11th. I'm sorry. I hate to do that to you guys, but I, I do want to share the story and I don't also want to ruin the story. The problem with this is <laughs> while we're discussing this, I to the left of me keep hearing these noises. Now, whenever I have an interview, I have my microphone set up. I can make my microphone turn into a speaker too, so it won't pick up that information, but I normally don't. I just use my headphones. And I also have very sensitive hearing. So I keep hearing these like loud, like pops and bangs to the left of me. And I'm like, okay, house isn't haunted. Know that. I don't have any attached spirit at the current moment. And we had had some audio issues right when he started talking about his experience and what was going on. And so it's just like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> it's not the normal frogs. It's not the crickets. Like, I can't explain where these noises are coming from. And it's not from his end of the microphone either, because I had been talking to him now at this point, I think for like almost two hours. I didn't hear them before. I didn't hear them at all until he started his story. And I'm just like, if that motherfucking spirit's trying to come over here, oh, I'm going to banish the fuck out of her ass. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just like, no, <laughs> I don't, no, 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 especially not. I think at this point it was like almost 10 o'clock and I was like, nah, we're not dealing with this tonight. Like, I don't, I don't fucking think so. No. 
I'm still hearing these noises. And then I take a sip of my water and I was going to say something to him. And then my microphone just stops. I look at Adobe. It's almost like my microphone kind of like faltered a little. I look at Adobe Audition, which is what I record into, and it's completely frozen. It will not move. And I can tell that like Windows is trying to unfreeze this thing. Like the window itself will move, but the interface will not. What I was recording into will not work. And it turns out that Drew now can no longer hear me either. And I'm just like, what in the ever loving fuck? <laughs> and so, and I'm like, this is not like, this has never, ever happened, ever on any recording I have ever done, on any interview I've ever done. My microphone never gives me any problems. I don't understand what's going on right now, but no, just no. My microphone is old. I have had it for probably five years. I got it as like a steal on eBay for like 50 bucks. And I think at the time it was worth like over a hundred, but it's never given me any problems. I don't really understand where this is coming from right now. He's asking me like, are you there? Can you hear me? And I have to get my keyboard and tell him like, yes, I can hear you. It's on my side. I'm so sorry. I'm not really sure what's going on. Give me a second. Like everything is frozen. On top of that, I have to let you guys know that this computer, nothing freezes on this computer. This computer is a monster horse. It is amazing. It is an amazing computer. I have a game that I run. It's like 60 gigabytes of additional custom content on. I didn't even know I had that much. It doesn't lie. I have no FPS drop. I have nothing. Nothing is wrong. So I know this computer and this computer does not freeze things. If anything wants to freeze, like instantaneously, it'll either fix it or I'll just get like the little message that goes, hey, this is frozen. Do you want to like wait or do you want to stop it? And then I'll restore the session. I do everything I can to fix it. And the only thing that finally works is that I have to, he ends the recording on his end and I have to unplug my microphone and plug it back in. And then it works. I'm like, okay. So it was a microphone issue, which technically speaking, isn't all that strange. But based on the story that he's telling me all of now at this point, he does not know that I was hearing noises the whole time that he was sharing his experience. He did not know. I didn't want to tell him because I didn't want to freak him out. And it's in my house. So if I'm hearing noises, it's something for me. I'll deal with it. It's fine. Like, I don't want to freak him out. So I tell him what happened as far as like the microphone and my Adobe Audition goes. I let him know what occurred. He's kind of like, oh, shit. And he's like, well, I hope she's not coming over to you. And I said, well, if she is. I'm going to, I said, you guys won't have to worry about her anymore. <laughs> I'll tell you that right now. So we kind of laugh about it. We kind of like restart where we were. We finish it all up. He was awesome and just like wonderful for doing that and, you know, being willing to finish that part up with me. And we get off the call. I hear in my head from something that I have until 12.07 to get to bed. And I was like, what? First off, <laughs> like you, you do not tell me when I am going to go to bed. I will tell you when I'm going to go to bed by putting my head on the pillow and closing my eyes and going to sleep. Like that's to begin with. Second off, a spirit does not tell me when I'm going to bed. I clearly have issues with things trying to interrupt my sleeping patterns. Like, no, I will do it when I feel like it. Leave me be. I start working on something as I'm working on it, I have this huge burst of energy. I mean, I felt like if I needed to climb Mount Everest in 10 minutes, I could do it. It was insane. It was an insane burst of energy. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? 
I am doing all these things. And I think it's because I had said when I heard the voice say, you have until 1207, I was like, well, I have stuff I have to do. So I am literally like taking on everything in the house. And I keep getting like warning messages. You're getting real close to 1207. You need to go lay down. You're getting really close to this. You need to go lay down. If you don't do it by then, you're not going to go to sleep one time. And I'm like, what is your problem with me in my sleep? <laughs> like, stop. <laughs> stop it. Enough. Basically, I don't go to sleep by 12.07. And literally right after that time passed, I felt like, it's really hard to explain it, but it was almost like the time hit me. Almost like became really tangible and just like smacked me in the face. And it's almost like all this burst of energy that I had to get all this stuff done before 12.07. After 12.07, it was just completely drained from my body. It was just gone. I had no energy for anything. I go to bed that night, and I'm still kind of like a little out of it. I don't really understand what's going on. I don't really understand why or who it was that was talking to me. I'm slightly concerned that my sleep's going to be affected because this thing really wanted me to go to sleep so badly, and I don't really know what it is. It doesn't feel harmful, but to affect my energy so drastically, that really concerned me. I end up going to sleep and I wake up at 4.31 in the morning. And then I wasn't able to go back to sleep at all. I just started doing stuff because I couldn't go back to sleep. I kept trying and it just wasn't working for me. And every time I would lay down, I would have to get back up for something else or I didn't feel good or I felt sick. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? So I end up getting ready for work a little early. So that way I can use the rest of the time when I normally would to go to sleep and get a little bit more rest. I do that. I get up. I get out of bed, and I feel actually pretty okay, which is really strange because a sleep drastically affects me. Like, if I don't get enough sleep, it messes with my blood sugar, which is already really low. That causes a lot of problems on its own, and so I'm like, okay, that's this is interesting that I feel, for the most part, kind of okay. And I'm driving, and I don't know. It's like something hits me for a second. And I was like, wait, I know what you are. You're the ancestral spirit. Like you're an ancestor. This makes so much more sense. Basically, what was occurring the whole night before was she's a great, 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 great grandmother back from the colonial era. She had five kids. I think when she was a child, she was very, very independent. But as she got older, she kind of knew that, okay, well, I'm going to have to put all my dreams and wants and wishes to the side because that's not my role in the household. My role in the household is to cook and clean and take care of the kids while like my husband goes off to war. So she's so used to taking care of someone and making sure that they have everything they need and making sure that they're able to function for the next day. When I was so tired but not going to bed she kept trying to pull my attention to the left of me which is where my bed is i think she, what she was trying to tell me was go to sleep and so then when i turned around and was going to say something else to drew which would have you know sparked another conversation she's like no like i told you to go to sleep and you don't want to listen to me so fuck it <laughs> so she's like this device i i kill it <laughs> she killed my microphone she just wanted to take care of me I've been working with her a lot. She's been really great. She is the one who is sharing with me a ton of wisdom and really helping to put things in perspective for me. But I had another spirit come through. I was coming home and every little thing 
was getting on my last damn nerve. Everything. And I am a very peaceful, very like calm person. I mean, I have a temper. That's why I'm calm. (laughs) It's because I try not to use my temper often because then I turn into a scary person. (laughs) I scare people. That's just what happens. But I was just every... Every single little thing was annoying the crap out of me. And that's not, like, that's not my personality. And I was just like, what the fuck is going on? And so I come home and I get in the door and I'm moving around and I'm still annoyed. Every little thing is pissing me off. I stopped and I was like, this is not me. I'm not doing this. I kind of feel, it's almost, it's almost like feeling like anger can take a shape almost or is almost like being pushed onto you. I knew it was an ancestor from the other side of my family, but that's not how I work. I just didn't, I didn't like that at all. I told the ancestors, like, look, whoever you are, I really honestly don't give a fuck, but you need to go. I said, this is not what works for me. Sorry. And she turns around and it is this huge Haitian woman. She just presents herself, her personality and her spirit and everything are huge and domineering and aggressive and she turns around she looks at me when I tell her this and she smiles and she goes good it's about time you need to learn how to use your anger that's all I wanted and she posts and she goes away and I'm like motherfucker really you could have just told me that like you don't have to no don't but when you work with your ancestors and you work with your line what you're doing is healing your whole line that's why there is so much pain involved Because you're asking for spirits who are healed to come in and assist you in healing. And because they're an ancestor and you're you're following through like a blood path, that is healing every descendant of your family. No matter who they are, it, it does affect them. It was really interesting because we do have some things going on right now. I kind of mentioned it a little bit uh last episode in my direct family, and I'm not talking with somebody. They are not talking with me. Part of why I was concerned about working with my ancestors is my family does have a lot of pain. We do have a lot of people who do not speak with one another. I, this is not the first time that I have worked with ancestral spirits. And I learned before that they will bring like some of your descendants back into your life randomly. But if you don't continue to work with them and they were only sort of influenced by the healing you were doing throughout the whole line, then the moment that you stop doing that healing, they go right back to how they were if that's what they choose to do. I just didn't want that to be what happened around me right now. I want them to do it on their own. Long and behold, I did have to reach out to them and they come back to me and they go, you know, maybe we should do counseling. And I was like, the fuck? (laughs) No, you guys don't know this person. But I've asked them. Before we got to this point years ago, I said to them, we were watching some show and they did counseling and, and so on and so forth. The family did. And I said, you know, we should really do that because we do have problems communicating. And before I could really like get into it, they were like, you can do that if you want to, but it's your problem, not mine. So for them to turn around and be like, maybe we should get into counseling and even hit me with that. I was like, yep, the line's being healed today. <laughs> but because of that, I'm going to share what I learned this week. Because I have been going through a lot of healing on my own. And now I have this spirit who is coming through and doing a lot of healing with me. And we're doing a lot of healing work through the family. Sometimes you have to love yourself more than you love someone else. And that is so hard 
for me to say. I am someone who I look at love as this beautiful exchange between people. And I think that we should all have a caring for any sort of life on this planet, anyone at all. But for me, when I love someone, like I love somebody and, and I dedicate my heart to them. And so when I do that dedication, it never really goes away. I mean, it doesn't matter if that person's still in my life today, tomorrow, a year from now, that doesn't matter. But there is still a little part of my heart and the love that I gave them that is still there and will always be there. That's just how I work and how I am. I think, though, that the way that I used to dedicate my heart to someone was wrong. I used to look at this person as a being that I needed to protect, a being that I, that I treasure, a being that I truly love and I respect and that I, I want to work to understand and be patient with and compassionate with and be calm with and offer calmness in their life. And that's great. And it's beautiful. And it's lovely. But sometimes you have to stop that. Sometimes you have to walk away and get into your quiet place and ask yourself if this love is healthy love for you. And if the answer is no, ask yourself, how much do you love yourself right now? Do you love that person more than you love yourself? Or do you love yourself more than you love that person? The reason why you have to ask that question is because if the answer is you love that person more than you love yourself, you are sacrificing and willing to take whatever heartbreak, whatever agony, whatever pain, whatever hurt they give you because you love that person more than you love yourself. And eventually that's going to really hurt you. That makes it toxic if they're hurting you that badly. But if the answer is you love yourself more than you love that person, it doesn't mean that you don't love that person. It doesn't mean that you aren't willing to try with that person. But it means that you draw a line. You establish a boundary. And if they cross that and they continue to cross it, you now know that you, for yourself, for the health and well-being and the love of yourself, need to separate from that person. It does not mean that you will separate for forever. It does not mean that you do not love that person dearly. It means that you need to take care of yourself right now and you recognize that this is toxic behavior and that you cannot and will not continue to allow that in your life right now because you deserve love and you are going to establish and create that love in a space that is healthy and proactive and productive for yourself. Be safe and take care. Have a good night and have a good day. Love yourselves, as we always say, and love others. And last but not least, don't let the ghost get you. Bye.